0: Welcome to Exploring the Divine Feminine. I am your host, Ramona Sidaway, and this is episode 28. I talk about things as they relate to women and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and our partnership with men, both within the church, within our families, within society. I talk about priesthood, about Mother in Heaven, and I have I have written a book, published a book called We Are Adam, The Partnership of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden and what it means for you. You can get it on Amazon, at Cedar Fort, or any place that you can order books online. I also have a private Facebook group exploring the Divine Feminine, which you will need to request to join. I just try to keep the trolls out as much as possible. I also have a face. group. Uh, facebook author page that you're welcome i encourage you to view and follow i have an instagram exploring the divine feminine page and an author page and instagram as well so welcome so much to this podcast i am going to discuss presiding again because i think it's really important that we understand what this means i still hear comments in sunday school And from other people about presiding and they it the concept has not quite been grasped so I just want to go over that again today and I do have some new information so I I still think there are questions about what it means to preside in the home and um, there are very well-meaning people well-meaning members who equate it with presiding in the church and let let me make this completely clear it is not presiding in the church is very different than presiding in the home. And to reiterate, and I know I've quoted these before and they are in my book, but it bears repeating, Boydke Packer said, in the church there is a distinct line of authority. We serve where called by those who preside over us. In the home, it is a partnership with husband and wife equally yoked together, sharing in decisions, always working together, close quote. That means there is no final decision made by one person. There is no, well, I'm gonna take a turn, you're going to take a turn. You need to decide together. Elder L. Tom Perry said, quote, there's not a president or a vice president in a family. And he continues, the couple works together eternally for the good of the family. They are on equal footing. They plan and organize the affairs of the family jointly and unanimously. As they move forward close quote I still hear from commentators about that you need someone to drive the car well that is that's not what the presiding in the home that is goes completely against Boyd K. Packer and Elder, Elder Tom Perry it is not like a pilot and a co-pilot it's not like a driver and a passenger this is an eternal unit this is um. celestial unit and so it is not like a man-made vehicle we keep trying to put an eternal celestial relationship and squeeze them into what we have this limited mortal experience and if you could picture a car with two steering wheels and it does not work unless you're both turning the same time the same way um, I, one commentator said, oh, there's someone with the steering wheel and someone with the, the gas pedal and the brake pedal on the other side. No, it is not that. And I am trying to get this, this concept across to people because it will completely change the dynamics of your home, of your marriage. Now, when we are talking about single sisters, you are the steering wheel and the pedals and you are the sole presider in the home but when it comes to a husband and wife, you are in a celestial airplane where there are two pilots, or one, the pilot is the mantle, and you cannot drive that, you cannot fly that airplane without both of you in complete agreement, or you will damage the plane or crash. You cannot think of a celestial car where you both have steering wheels, you both have gas pedals, you both have brakes, and you both have to be on the same page in in our marriage uh, that you're currently in we've all had experiences where you're not on the same page you disagree and it's stops and starts and it's not a smooth ride Um, that's just called mortality but it doesn't change the nature of the vehicle that you're in called marriage i'm just so adamant about this and and i'm trying to get this concept across So anything more or less than what it is to reside in the home and what it is to be partnership, anything more or less than this is incorrect culture and not doctrine. So make sure that uh, you and your spouse study this. And how it looks for you is gonna be different, but you need to do it with prayer and 100% agreement. Don't let one person give in to the other person. And if you can't agree on something, then you just need to change the parameters of what it is you're trying to decide. It takes time, it takes experience, but it's worth it. So in April 2020 conference, Dallin H. Oaks gave an excellent talk about the priesthood, and I quote, the principle that priesthood authority can be exercised only under the direction of the one who holds the keys for that function is fundamental in the church, but this does not apply in the family. Now, do I need to repeat that? The priesthood authority that can be exercised only under the direction of the one who holds the keys for that function is fundamental only in the church, but does not apply in the family. That means your husband is ordained, the wife is not ordained, but you both exercise everything else in the priesthood. You exercise authority, you exercise power, and he continues for example a father presides and exercises the priesthood in his family by the authority of the priesthood he holds what it means to preside, and according to the male is within the authority of the priesthood which he holds so he's presiding in that priesthood so a woman presides but in a different way while she is not authorized to give the priesthood blessings can be given only by a person holding a certain office in the priesthood she meaning the wife can perform all of the other functions of family leadership so what is she not authorized to do to give priesthood blessings but guess what think about all of the things that the wife can do under the authority of Jesus Christ as a disciple fathers who hold the Melchizedek priesthood should exercise their authority. it means exercise their priesthood authority, meaning not the sole authority. This means that they should exercise their priesthood by persuasion, not their quote "I'm the boss of the house close quote authority because both mothers and fathers have this. He also continues on Satan is anxious to confuse our thinking. Or to lead us astray on important matters like the operations of the priesthood of God, Close quote. Satan has confused men for a long time. He confuses women in regards to the priesthood, such as suggesting that they don't have any power or any authority or any anything else that can be exercised unless they are ordained to the priesthood. Yet that is so small. That is, I mean, I don't mean an ordination is small, but for women, we do not need, at least at this time in history, that we do not need to be ordained to the priesthood. As we continue to learn about the priesthood, it is becoming where um, the restoration is making the priesthood more and more understandable and more transparent in what women and men, um, how they share it. So, some women feel that the priesthood does not apply to them because they are not ordained. But women should be the first to study the priesthood. Now, When I started research on my book about Adam and Eve, the Lord took me down a path that I really did not anticipate. He told me, if you really want to understand Adam and Eve and women's roles, study everything you can about the priesthood. I was totally thrown about that. Essay after essay, book after book, talk after talk. I mean, I studied the conference talks. I studied uh, the apostles' talks. I, I studied the, um, the Church of Jesus Christ.org, I studied everything I could get my hands on about the priesthood, and it blew my mind. It was odd, but I did it. And wow, my knowledge and testimony exploded in a way unimaginable. The priesthood has just as much to do with women as men. And if you study my book, you will see how true that is. That the priesthood, it begins with a man and a woman. It begins with, I mean, it's a power that both of them share. And to be fair, the only reason we've been out of the loop as women in generations past is because of that line upon line thing again. The church, men and women in it, are still learning about what the priesthood is, what it does, who has authority and power, and what it looks like for each gender, but it has never been a male only power. Now, I'm not talking about the different callings and the administrative callings that men are in versus women. This is different. And this is just the way it is right now in our time in the church, whether it changes or not, it, it doesn't matter. The path that I've been called to be on as a covenant-keeping woman of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is going to take me to this exact same place as, as anybody else that is on that path. Um, I'm just grateful to be living in this generation. And even when the Um, priesthood was restored by Joseph Smith he was such a forward-thinking man and when the Relief Society was organized this was an appendage to the priesthood this was an organization unlike any other organization that existed for women that was by women with women it is we operate in the Relief Society through priesthood power we can't do it without priesthood power and that's as women women Um, and men that are listening to this podcast, study every single thing you can about the priesthood. Get your hands on every document, every talk given about the priesthood, especially by Dallin H. Oaks and Russell M. Nelson. Highlight, underline, take notes on what the Spirit teaches you about how it applies to women and how it applies to your life, no matter your family status. Both men and women, married or single, can be endowed with priesthood in the temple. Both men and women operate within the priesthood and their ordinances in the temple. We are, quote, essential participants in the priesthood-directed work of salvation, close quote, as Barbara Gardner wrote. And Sherry Dew said this, what does it mean to have access to priesthood power? It means that we can receive revelation. Did you ever think about that? That revelation comes through the priesthood power? She continues, Be blessed and aided by the ministry of angels. Learn to part the veil that separates us from our Heavenly Father. Be strengthened to resist temptation, to be protected and to be enlightened and and made smarter than we are all without any mortal intermediary. That's our access to the priesthood power. So do you realize how important priesthood is especially as it relates to women? During the purge of important concepts in the Bible such as like how to to deal with the adversary is one that we now have from the Book of Moses. Go restoration! Yay! During these purges of the Bible these wicked priests were erasing mention of Heavenly Mother, of Jesus Christ, and deluding the priesthood. Why? One reason is they didn't like the idea that normal regular people were promised that they could see the face of the Lord. We've all noticed the confusion in the Old Testament where Deuteronomy says no one has ever seen the face of the Lord and yet there are scriptures, other scriptures in the very same Bible stating that prophets have done exactly that. Satan wants to keep us as far away as he can from our heavenly parents, from both of them. He's muddied so many waters that so few people even know who to worship, what God's characteristics are like, how kind and compassionate He is, how He wants to communicate with us, bring us into His presence, and that we have a Holy Mother. What a game changer just that knowledge is. Now most, if not all, Biblical scholars now agree that many important and precious things were removed from the Bible. Margaret Barker wrote this in her essay. Um, the essay is entitled, Seeing the Face of the Lord in the Temple. Now, no, she's not LDS, which makes this even cooler. She said, quote, the people who worshipped in the temple came to seek and see the face of the Lord. Since face and presence both translate the Hebrew word Panem, we could say that the worshippers came to seek and to see the presence of the Lord of the temple. What did they hope to find? Seeking the presence of the Lord could have meant just going to the holy place and deriving spiritual benefit from the pilgrimage. But seeing the presence implies something more. How does this tie into the husband presiding in the home, especially as it relates to the temple? Cool stuff ahead. Okay, let's first get into some biblical history here. Now during the second temple period, the high priest wore an ephod, E-P-H-O-D, which was a short coat with huge gemstones on the shoulders. Now this fabric was interwoven with thin sheets of gold. The gold represented heaven, and the regular fabric represented the material world that we live in. Interweaving the gold symbolized that our material world is enlightened with the splendor of heaven when we are associated with the temple. Is that not amazing? So this ephod was, close, was closed at the front by a breastplate that had the 12 stones representing the 12 tribes, as well as the Urim and Thummim, known as the two oracle stones. And as, you, as we get into more of the come follow me with the Old Testament, you're going to read about this. You're going to learn about this. So keep your ears and your eyes open as you study this in your personal study in Sunday school because then you're going to be able to go, wow, I totally understand now what this has to do with marriage, what this has to do with presiding in the home, what this has to do with my husband. This ephod was somehow bound onto the high priest and Margaret Barker says there's a great emphasis on binding. The ephod was a symbolic yoke indicating the role of the high priest as the servant. Okay, so you get all of this temple imagery in the Old Testament, the second, second temple period, the Israelite high priest. We've also discussed how Adam was considered an archetypal high priest. Margaret Barker said that the Hebrew word translated to till also means to serve a liturgy and the Hebrew word translated to keep means to preserve the teachings. The role of high priestly role of Adam and of every human being was to lead the worship of creation and to preserve right teachings about how we should live in the world. Now tie that in with our discussion of how Adam and Eve are a temple In and of themselves and when they are joined together Um, I would like to direct you to most my most recent medium article I'll have that link in the show notes or listen to that particular episode about how Adam and Eve are a temple together a marriage is a unit Um, means it's one a marriage is one that is why there cannot be one lower than the other or not equal in terms of authority authority and importance. They represent a temple unto God with the husband slash father especially one who holds the Melchizedek priesthood and sealed to the temple as an archetypal high priest to that temple. So keep all of these images in your mind the high priest in front of the second temple in Israel, Adam as a high priest in the Garden of Eden as a temple, and now your marriage as a temple together so what does that high priest do he serves he petitions God on behalf of his people his family his wife and children Now, one ancient scripture states that whoever wore the garment the ephod gave teaching from the Lord as a priestess women too give teachings from the Lord but can you see the beautiful symbolism here our husbands the men in our families are like the high priests who are expected to carry those heavy burdens of the family, serve the family, and represent God's presence. Just wow! The high priest always represented the high priest, Jesus Christ. As one who presides, the husband slash father is to weave heaven into our earthly existence. Yes, go ahead, call the family meetings. By all means, call on someone to say the prayer. But look at what the duties were of the high priest in the early temples. Husbands and fathers represent the presence of God through that priesthood ordination. Now, how important do we feel about men? How grateful we are to those men who honor that Melchizedek priesthood. This is one of the reasons the home can be second only to the temple in terms of sacredness and holiness based upon how that husband presides with his priesthood. We already know how unhappy it can be when the priestess, when the mother, the wife is not happy or not living correct principles or is feeling ill and how hard that is on the family. Now, Melchizedek was known as King of Righteousness, but often, by the way, it was spelled as two words as it was as much a title as a name. So righteousness was a temple term that described bringing the whole of creation and human society back to its God-given state of peace. The role of one with this title is expected to uphold righteousness and husbands and fathers are to bring back their families to a God-given state of peace with of course the help and partnership of their wife, the other half of their temple. Margaret Barker also said this in her essay The eternal covenant was not a promise or an agreement, as were the other Old Testament covenants. It was imagined as the system of bonds that held the creation in being. Think about this as a marriage, okay? The Hebrew words for covenant, creation, and binding are closely related sin was by definition anything that broke those bonds whether done deliberately or in ignorance and so one of the duties of a priest was to protect the covenant by giving right teaching think of how important that is within the marriage so when men are counseled are um, taught are given that accountability more than once in the temple at least twice that i can think of that they are meant to preside with their priesthood. It is so much more than calling a family meeting. It is so much more than deciding who's gonna say the prayer. It is so much more presiding in the family so much more than what we have in the church. It is so much more than what we have ever considered or discussed in the past. It is powerful and beautiful and rich with promise oh, when I was doing the research for this podcast I just I got so excited I couldn't contain and, and I hope you can understand and can hear that through my voice because if you put presiding within the context of the temple and within the context of Adam I think it becomes even um, even heavier in a sense it becomes even more in depth, it becomes incredibly beautiful, incredibly important, and something that we, we cannot take lightly as partners in the family. No matter what your family status is, and I repeat this over and over pretty much in every podcast episode, that being single or not having children or being a single mother that studying the priesthood will help you so much in every stage of life that you are in. And whatever stage you are in right now, it will change. It is meant to change. That's the, that's the way of mortality. That's the way of statistics, right? So in every phase, every stage that we are in, we need to understand the priesthood we need to understand the power that we have access to especially within the temple thank you so much for joining me today i have um, i love doing these podcasts i encourage people to please reach out Um, send me an email Uh, you can find me on my website ramana i'm slowly updating that so you can have access to more of my articles my blogs my podcasts and please subscribe you can subscribe on any podcast platform I am available you can go on to my website and sign up for my newsletter I will I send out a monthly newsletter and in that newsletter it just gives gives um, my readers and my listeners up to date on my research on the uh, books that I published on the articles I published. It gives links to those articles, links to the podcasts, um, what I'm reading for fun, what I have been reading for years, because I think we all have a book or two like that. But I love getting emails from readers and from listeners. Please um, email me at com, and just let me know where you are listening from and please join me. On Facebook follow me just I would love to get to know you thank you so much and have a divine day